Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. So if you guys are anything like me and you struggle with allergies, raise your hand because I am right there with you. I get super itchy throat, itchy ears, and I sneeze like a crazy woman. And it really does prevent me from wanting to take my daily walks with my husband. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. It is designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongests your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes and an itchy nose and sinus congestion and pressure with an ease, which is a exactly what I need. So I have been using them anytime that I have allergies, which has been many, many times. I have found that it has definitely helped me so much where I can go outside again and enjoy my day. So if you guys are ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it is time to live Claritin Clear. It is fast and powerful relief. It's just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So podcasts have really popped off in the last couple years and I feel like a lot of people reach out to me and they're like, Janine, how do I start a podcast? And I'm here to help you out today. So if you guys are interested in starting your own podcast, because I absolutely love podcasting, I think it is so fun and I think everybody should do it. So if you guys are interested in starting one, Spotify has a platform that lets you make one super, super easily. And even on the platform as well, they will distribute it everywhere for you. And then you can even earn money, which is so cool. It's all in one place and it's completely for free. It's called Spotify for podcasters and here's how it works. So Spotify for podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts literally right from your phone or your computer. It's super, super easy. So no matter what y'all setup is like, you can start creating a podcast today. So don't feel like you have to have it all together to start one. You can start today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts are heard. Also, what is so great is if you do want to have a video feature, video podcasts are available on Spotify and I have that on mine and I think it's just so fun and engaging for my audience to be able to see me on Spotify as well. So with Spotify for podcasters, you can even earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. So definitely check that out. And here is the best of all point of this. It is completely free with no catch. So ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just feel like it has been so engaging. I feel like I'm loving the options that that Spotify is giving me with Q and A's and polls and even having video. So I highly recommend you guys give it a try. Download the Spotify for podcasters app, or you can go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. You guys are going to love this. If you've been wanting to start it, this is your sign. I do feel like God's called me to the sport. And so I try to make it a point to share, you know, how good he has been through my career and just my life. Literally, my husband sometimes would be like, you know what, it's enough about track. Like, let's let's talk about other things. And I mean, it's helpful. I need that person who's actually not in sports at all. I actually bring it up in interviews. I will say that I have had like interviewers take it out because it's a little taboo in sports.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Happy and Healthy. I am your host, Miss Janine Amopola, and welcome back to the podcast, you guys. Happy Tuesday, if you are listening on a Tuesday. If you don't know, I drop these episodes every single Tuesday on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, they're pretty much there. So I hope you guys are enjoying season four thus far. It's been so fun being back and just completely having the whole podcast rebranded and just been loving it. So, um, yeah, today is a Thursday for me when I'm filming it. In my, I'm actually filming this pretty late. It is almost 5.30. It's at the end of my workday. Well, somewhat. I still have two more things to do on my list. But I definitely wanted to get this episode recorded with Cindy because we tried filming this for season three. It didn't happen. So here we are in season four. And I'm really excited to have Cindy on because she is a two-time Olympic winning athlete. She's incredible. She posts YouTube videos, just shares her life online. She's also in an interracial marriage, which she talks a lot about online. And I definitely want to ask her some questions on that and her habits. And what is it like being a pro athlete? What is it like winning the Olympics? Like, I just would love to know. So I think it's just going to be a really interesting conversation. She's also a Christian. So I want to know kind of how she weaves that into her job and how that is being a Christian within the Olympic world. So would love to hear about that as well. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. Um, hopefully it's just a fun conversation. You can learn something and learn from a pro. If you are an athlete or you're, you're in high school, college, whatever the case may be, you can learn from a pro that's been there, done that, and can just hopefully give you guys some tips. And I think it's just going to be a great conversation. So let's just get right into today's episode and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to Happy and Healthy. How are you today? I am well. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. I know. Me too. We have been following each other on Instagram and I just saw your story, saw your post and I was just like, no, she's someone that would be so dope to bring on the podcast. And so thank you for coming on. (laughs) Do you mind kind of just giving my listeners a little bit of your background and just like who you are? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Cindy. I am a track and field athlete. Um, I went to the Olympics twice. I run for Adidas right now. Um, I'm a Christian, so I was raised in the faith since I was a baby. Um, my faith is a big part of who I am, as well as just plays a big part in my in my athletic career. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much the gist of it. I'm married. I have a husband who lives with me here in Arkansas right now. And yeah, right now we're just uh, living out here and I'm training for my next Olympic game. So. Oh my gosh. So where is that one going to be? It's going to be in Paris. I'm very excited. Oh my gosh. That is so amazing. When did you kind of like enter into the Olympics? Like when was the first time you competed? So the first Olympics I went to was Rio. That was in 2016. I was 20, 21, 2022. I think I actually turned 22 the day of the opening ceremony. So I was quite young, a little bit inexperienced, but it was still like a phenomenal experience. Wow. Okay. Before we kind of get into all that, cause I definitely want to like touch upon that and learn more about that. I have a question I want to ask all my guests. And the question is, what is something that contributes to your health and happiness that you wish you started earlier or when you were younger? I would say just not putting so much pressure on myself as I, as a young athlete and just a person in general, I've always just like strived to be like good at everything I did. So no matter what it was, I wanted to be a perfect at it. And I know perfection is not possible, but that's something I always strive for. And I think that put a lot of pressure on myself. I was stressed all the time. Um, And just like looking back now and seeing how things have always worked out, it's like, I just need to trust the process more. And so I think the biggest thing is just like staying relaxed and knowing that things are going to work out and I should not, I don't know, not overthink everything. So that's something that helps me to stay like happy and just mentally healthy. I think that's such a great answer. I would totally relate to that because I do think 
with just like high achieving women, you know, we want to be perfect in all areas and it's obviously not realistic in any shape or form. And there's got to be days where you rest or take a break or you can cry or whatever. And I'm sure you've had maybe injuries in the past or things like that, where you're like, I'm forced to have to take a rest. I'm forced to have to not be perfect. What is, what is that like? It's very difficult. Um, I actually had a huge injury that happened when I was just fresh out of college. So I just got a professional like contract and I was just like ready to just like do, you know, my new career. And then I got hurt and it took me out for a year and a half. And it was like so devastating. I didn't know how I was going to get through it. Um, but like that time was like a great time for me because my faith grew a lot more. Like God really spoke to me in so many ways. Um, and like, I just learned my identity wasn't rooted in sports. So that really opened up a, a lot of things that I didn't know was in me. Um, so I just, I needed that, but in the, in hindsight, I didn't want it at the time, but now I'm like, okay, I actually needed that time in that season. So I think it's good to embrace those like difficult times because that really does help long-term. That's such a good point that you brought up was the fact that your identity was in the sports. And I think that's what I kind of find in a lot of pro athletes is that that is where their whole identity is placed. And it makes sense because you are giving so much time, so much effort into it. And so when it kind of falls apart, then you're like, who am I? Do you feel like in your world or even just in your own life, like that has been a constant battle or do you feel like that's something you've kind of already overcame? Oh, it's still a constant thing. And I keep praying about it to the Lord like every day because um, if you're not like careful, you can intentionally like just struggle with it because it's like literally daily in and out. You're like at the track, you're at the in the weight room working out like 24 seven. And so your like whole life is consumed. Like people ask us like, oh, how does it feel? Like, what do you do daily? It's like, it's really a lifestyle. Like it's an everyday thing. I can't really like go away from it. And so, like I said, when you are doing it all the time, you just feel like that's who you are. Like all you are is an athlete. And so I had to really reframe my mind during that injury I was telling you about um, to remember, like, this is not who I am. I'm a child of God. I am not just an athlete. It is a part of me and it's something that I'm blessed to have. Um, but it's not who I am. And so just reminding myself that it, it with that daily helps me to keep things in perspective when I'm having a bad day or my sessions go terrible or I get hurt and I have to be out for two weeks. So that's what really helps me. That's so good. And that's such good advice for probably even younger people that are like looking up to you and seen your story and they're like, I want to be her. And it's, it's like real to kind of be able to be like, even though I've made it, I still struggle. Like it's still a daily battle. And I feel that too, a hundred percent. So how did you like, how did you get into this? Like how long have you been running? Has it always been since you were a child? Like what made you want us to do track? Like give us kind of the backstory of getting into the Olympics. Yeah. So um, I actually started, so I have an older sister. She, she actually ran track before I did. And so she's about six years older and I saw her do it for a while. And I was like, what's this track thing? I kind of want to get into it. So when I was in high school, I tried it out. I was actually really, really bad. And so when I started off, I was <laughs> like, yeah, this is not for me. I'm, I'm done. So I literally quit two weeks later. Cause I was like, I found myself getting hurt. Like I was just like, I don't want to do this. This is too stressful. <laughs> so, um, literally a week later, my high school coach apparently had saw something in me and was like, no, you're not quitting. You're coming back. Like, we're going to keep working at this. Like, don't just give up. Cause that was my first instance of just wanting to give up. And I, she was just like, you're not going to do that. So, um, I came back and I really like got on the team and then I still, still struggled. I mean, it wasn't like just peaches and cream, like from there out, I still struggle. I still had problems. But I would say like a year later, it's like when I started to blossom and see all those things, she kind of revealed to me, like the things that she saw in me. Um, I started seeing my times drop. I started seeing, you know, just like races come together. I was winning my first races. I was like, I don't know who this girl is, but I'm somehow like blossoming into an athlete. 
And so um, it took like a year or two till I started really doing what, you know, I, God called me to do. And then I got offered a scholarship to the University of Michigan, um, ran there for four years and had like multiple like school records and just did things that wow. I never in my like biggest, like in my wildest dreams would have ever thought I would have done. Uh, won an NCAA title, like all these things that I never thought like, ran world ranking times. And so that's kind of what propelled me to the professional ranks. So after I had that, that college career, I got offered a contract with Adidas and that's what I'm doing now. So it was just oh funny gosh. how like, had I just like listened to my, my brain at the time, I would not be doing this because I didn't like how it start, how it started, you know? So that's just, that's just a little bit of my story with it. Well, that is like really encouraging because I'm sure there's so many people that want to be where you are or they're looking at your story and they're like no like she never quit she never like and it just goes to show like it doesn't matter how you got there the point is that you got there and even though you you quit or whatever like there's been times in like even my career I started when I was 16 I almost quit several times too and I'm so glad I did it because it's like now look where you are at and you kind of even mentioned like people seeing things in you and encouraging you like who are those people still in your life that see you even when you're like I want to quit I want to I want to bounce out of this who still is like no you are gonna go and I'm gonna support you yeah so like I said my high school coach was the first person ever like to like see it like even some people in my family like my mom other people were like well it's okay if you're not an athlete Cindy like kind of wasn't like at first wasn't like on board but no she like literally saw it in me and she was like you're gonna continue um, my brother-in-law actually, who became my coach last year, um, saw some stuff in me. So he can encourage me like, Hey, she's, she's a diamond in the rough. Like she might not be where she wants to be now, but it's gonna, it's gonna come together eventually. Um, my sister who is now retired, but who was running before me, just like all those people in my life, um, were really encouraging. They just really were the ones who were, you know, just that, that voice in my head saying like, Hey, it's okay. If it doesn't work out right away, like you got to keep going at this and it's going to work out. Like I had the genetics for it. Um, and I had like an ability that was deep down within. So I just, yeah, it definitely, I needed that community and those people. And even now to this day, my husband is a really big contributor to my success because I'll just be like really down from a practice and discouraged and just like, okay, like, why am I still doing this? Why am I still here? And he's like, um, no, like he looks like reframe my mindset and it just really helps. So I think it's just so important to have people in your life who encourage you daily. Like we, we really need community. Yeah. hundred percent. I was actually going to ask you like, what is your husband's role in that? Like, how does he handle your extensive training and hours and traveling? Like, how does he support you during this? Yeah. So we actually moved. So we lived in Michigan last year or two, yeah, last year. And he like helped out so much. He knew I needed a new coach and I needed to make the move just to kind of get to where I want to get um, and he was down for it. So he, we both like looked for houses up here in, Ar in Arkansas just to get a new coach. He like moved our whole house while I moved and started my training, like literally like helped move everything while I had to like focus. And so he's just like been a pivotal role of like, you know, just the support I need, like somebody who's just like down and he knows this is a season we're both in together and it's like, it's teamwork at the moment. So it's just been really helpful. He's um, at the track getting content for me for like social media and like also Aww. just, you know, just usually just behind the scenes of everything really with my career. It's like what my husband is. So I'm very grateful for him. Listen, guys, Janine and I have been married for six months. And the reason why it is a beautiful marriage, it's because of Thrive Market. Thrive Market, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We genuinely love you so much because of Thrive Market. We're able to save so much time through ordering all our grocery and household essentials through the app or website. Uh, guys, it's just a huge stress relief 
And you guys also know I have gut issues, like really, really, really bad. So finding, you know, food with top quality ingredients is super crucial for me. And Thrive Market not only does that, but they restrict over a thousand harmful ingredients like artificial flavors, high fructose corn syrup, and a lot more. And guys, when if you're parents and you have you need to find an organic kid snack, they have low sugar alternatives and high protein essentials. Jenny and I are also training for our marathon, so it is so beneficial that we can find all of our protein options and snacks through Thrive Market. And guys, save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash healthy for 30% off your order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash healthy, thrivemarket.com slash healthy. Oh, that's so amazing. Cause I do feel like a lot of, you know, guys may come in or meet you or feel inferior or feel like, oh no, like I cannot handle that. But did you know your husband before all this success or when did y'all meet around your journey? Yeah. So we actually, it's funny because we met during that, that big injury I told you about. So there, during that season, I had so much downtime. I wasn't traveling. Um, I was like going to church a lot and just like praying and I decided to go to like a small church group and that's where I actually met him. Um, and we had just, when we had first met, like he really didn't even know I was an athlete. Like I didn't bring it up. He didn't care. And then like, um, he didn't like, some people were like, when I tell them, we'll look it up. He didn't actually really care when, we, when I brought it up eventually. And so it was really cool to see a different perspective where he's like, oh, it's a nice thing that you do, but I really like you for you. Like, I don't really, Aww. you know, like he was going to be supportive regardless, but if I never ran track, that was not something that made him like me, which really showed me that he was in it for just, you know, for who I am. And I, I really appreciated that. So yeah, we met beforehand. And now that he knows it's a big part of my life, he's all in. But it was nice to like kind of build a foundation in our relationship outside of our sports our, or my sport, his career, all that stuff, because um, he's not an athlete. He's actually an engineer. So, oh, wow, that's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. I could, like, I'm glad that that all worked out. And just to, just to see the way he supports you is just so powerful. I mean, it's like I feel like when you have the right partner, there's like nothing you can't do. Like if you guys are together, you're better together. And I think that's so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So what does your training look like? Like how rigorous is it? How often? Like what does that look like? Like what's like the day in the life of an Olympic athlete? Today's episode is happily sponsored by Blinkist and I'm super excited to be working with them because I just think this is something that we are all going to love. If you are trying to become, you know, the best version of yourself, become who you want to be in 2023, then I think this is going to be amazing. So if you are like me and you love reading and you love growing and learning and all the things, but sometimes you just don't have time to sit down and read a book within your busy schedule that is where Blinkist comes in. So the Blinkist app enables you to understand the most important things from over 5,500 nonfiction books and podcasts in just 15 minutes. So for example, there's this one book called Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. I've been wanting to read this for a while. I just haven't had time. It's a very big, dense book. And now I can get the best parts of the book in just 15 minutes. So how amazing is that? They also have this really cool feature called Blinkist Connect, which allows all premium users to share your account with another person of your choice. So you can basically get two premium accounts for the price of one 
with zero extra cost for using this. So definitely check that out. If you guys do want to check it out, right now Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash healthy to start your seven-day free trial and get 25% off a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T. Blinkist.com slash healthy to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Blinkist.com slash healthy. And now for a limited time, you can even use Blinkist Connect to share your premium account and you will get two premium subscriptions for the price of one. I really think you guys are going to like this as I do. All right, check it out down below in the show notes. Today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We are back with BetterHelp because BetterHelp is helping so many people become the best version of themselves by providing them affordable therapy. It's convenient, flexible, and entirely online. So if you are thinking about trying therapy, maybe there's something in your life that you just need someone to speak into or get a new perspective or you don't feel comfortable talking to a friend about it or someone in your life, that's where a therapist can definitely be beneficial. So check out BetterHelp for that. All you got to do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So definitely check it out. I've used counseling before and it was definitely beneficial. So if you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash healthy today to get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P, betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash healthy. Check it out. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty intense. Um, we train about six days a week. Sometimes we have two a days where we'll train in the morning and then we'll come back later in the afternoon and train. We did that for two weeks last, we did that last week and I was dead like every day, <laughs> but for the <laughs> most part, it's like a training session. I, I wake up and, um, you know, get breakfast ready. Cause you have to eat healthy before you go and then head to the track. I'm there for like two to two and a half hours. Um, then I have like lifting three day, three times a week. So I'll go and lift weights and that takes another hour. Um, twice a week I go to physical therapy. So things that help like my body to keep it you know, going. So little problems I'm having, my physical therapist will help me with that. I get massages once a week. So I have to like make sure that I upkeep with that. So there's like a lot of moving parts and then yeah. grocery shopping is a huge part because we have to eat the right food. So it's just like a daily thing and it's a lifestyle and it's incorporated into every part of my day. But um, I definitely like to use Sundays as a rest day if I can. Um, so that's usually the goal to give myself one day off. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. I bet your body needs that. That sounds like so intense. And I mean, so how, like, I know you said you had a trainer and all the food and stuff, but is that really like hard on your body or do you feel like your body can still take it? after like all these years? Yeah. So I'm a little bit different. I do think it's a little harder on my body. Some athletes can keep going. There's athletes right now in our careers that had babies and came back and they're still running. There's a girl who's killing it at 36. So people can do it at different stages. I did a lot of sports in um, early, like middle school and high school. So I'm definitely feeling the effects of it now. So I have to make sure I'm on top of my therapy every day. Um, but I mean, you get through it. It's kind of like mind over matter. Like I've been training through a lot of little problems and you just got to keep pushing. I think I just, we as athletes have to have like a strong mindset, but also a high pain tolerance because if we don't like, you don't make it through, like you have to daily like push and it's going to hurt. And, but we have, I have to acknowledge that and just accept it. So. Okay. That's awesome. Cause you, you just use the word mindset. So what are some like things you have to daily think of or remind yourself or just some like habits and mentalities that you have that really keep you going? Yeah. So um, I really like to journal. So that's something I try to do every morning and night. Like I like to 
really affirm myself, especially with God's truth. Like I read the Bible every day. I try to, and I really try to keep my faith at the center of everything, but um, just really affirming myself of, you know, the positive mindset I need to have, like not allowing negativity to get in, really being focused on my gratitude. So I really like journaling about all the good things that God is doing in my life. And it really does help, especially, you know, when you feel like you're not seeing any progress because we do a lot more training than we actually do competing. Like competing is just a short part of our you know, our actual job. And so the training is so rigorous and so draining that it feels very mundane. And so if I'm not like intentional about my gratitude and all the other things that I'm doing, I'll just feel like, you know, things are going, they're feeling a little bit like wasteful. Like, why am I doing all this training, you know, um, in the moment? So that really helps me to keep positive. Um, and then also just like reading books and just like kind of getting my mind off of track sometimes, because yeah. it's really easy to just like allow that to be the only thing you think about. So I have to like, you know, kind of relax when I'm not doing it. So reading or even just like watching a show that makes me laugh really does help mm-hmm. like kind of keep that mindset and that healthy balance of sport and also play. So that's so good because I feel like it probably would be a little bit difficult to separate the two sometimes when you're in that mindset of like, I need a win, win, win. It's like, how do you kind of go home and not take that with you and make you feel like overwhelmed or like you begin to hate it because it over consumes you. So that's really cool that you mentioned like, the balance of that because I'm sure that's really difficult to do it is yeah you have to be very intentional or else like literally my husband sometimes would be like you know what it's enough about track like let's <laughs> let's talk about other things and I mean it's helpful I need that person who's actually not in sports at all so he yeah. can kind of keep me in check about like let's talk about other things you know or do other stuff <laughs> so yeah it's helpful no that's awesome how does kind of just your faith in general play into it like have you been able to be bold about your faith on TV or like how, how has your faith just played into it in general? Yeah. So that's something that's really important to me. Like that's, I, I do feel like God's called me to the sport. And so I try to make it a point to share, you know, how good he has been through my career and just my life. Um, and so I intentionally like, will bring it up in interviews because it's the truth. You know, I don't like to yeah. ask me like, how did you get here? It really is by the grace of God. Um, and so I actually bring it up in interviews. I will say that I have had like interviewers take it out because it's a little taboo in sports. Um, oh, wow. And I didn't, I mean, I, I understand that people, you know, have different faiths and backgrounds, but it's still important to me. So I will continuously be bold in my faith and share that. Um, and I also share it in my social media. Like I, I want people to know, like, it's not like me, like I really am doing this for him. Um, and so I just, I continue to be intentional about it, regardless if it's taken out of an article or somebody tries to like not actually show my interview because of that, you know? So, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. You're basically just saying like, even if they put it in or don't like, it's just on you to be obedient and just say it and do it and be bold and let God basically do the rest, which I think is such a great way to go about it. Honestly, I love that. And I think it's really cool to see you being a bold example of that in that world, because I mean, I'm definitely no expert on the Olympics or anything, but I feel like I don't see that very often of very many Christian Olympic athletes. And maybe I'm wrong. Um, I can think of like two or three that come to my mind, but I'm, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, let's keep, you know, encouraging people in that world. And I think you're doing a great job with that. Thank you. Yeah, I do think it's important because like some athletes will have a Christian faith, but they'll be a little scared to talk about it because they're like, well, it's not popular. So, but it's not yeah. about popularity here. It's really about the truth. And that's something I'm always going to stick by. So dang, I love that. That's a good hot take. <laughs> okay. So once you won, cause you've won twice, I'm sure there was just like this rush feeling and you felt really excited and like, congrats to you. Cause that's so, so amazing. But How long did that feeling last? Because again, I'm sure people can look at you and they see this as like 
the pinnacle of their career, but then that too, just like everything else, like fades away. So like how, what was that feeling like of like when you won, how long did it last? What were the feelings afterwards when you're like, oh, I have to do this again next year? Yeah. So I actually didn't win the Olympics. I just, my goal for the next one, but I won like my British championships and everything. I actually represent England. Um, but, uh, when I went for my first time, I definitely like, you know, the rush was there. Everybody was like talking about it. People were always hitting me up, asking me about it. And it was just like, wow, like, this is great. This is nice. And then as soon as it's done, it's literally like a three set, like 180, like it completely changes. Everything is back to normal. And even if you do like win a medal or everything, I've heard other athletes talk about like, uh, what was this for? Not like in a way where it's like, you do all this work and you've got what you wanted, but it's also like, you can't put all your efforts and or everything about who you are in that medal or that, you know, goal, because it fades away, like everything else in life. So it's just a good reminder to like, you know, obviously this is something we do and we all want those medals and those wins. Um, and I, you know, setting national records or whatever that may be, by the end of the day, like it's going to be done. People are going to forget about it. They're going to move on to the next event. Um, and that's just how life is, especially in sports. It's about like, what have you done for me lately? So that's something that I can perspective and going into my next Olympics, like the four years later or five years because of the pandemic, um, going to the next one, it definitely helped me pr- keep it into perspective. Like, you know, this is just, you know, my sport. Like, I love it. It's great. But let me not put so much you know, mental like drainage in it because it will fade yeah. away at some point. So I think that's awesome. I think that's a super healthy mindset. What are kind of like, like, what are some of your habits to succeed or like your, what's like your morning routine? Like lay that out of like, okay, I wake up and I, you know, drink my, what's like your coffee. What's like your, your recipe? Like, how are you so healthy still? I wake up and I try to hydrate. So hydration is really, really important for us because I tend to cramp if I don't. So I really like to make sure I'm hydrated as soon as I wake up. Um, I drink coffee. I really like caffeine. Uh, Everybody's different, but that's just something I like. I do black coffee personally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, I like to spend time with God. So I try to spend like anywhere from like 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour if I have it um, in the mornings, because I don't know, without it for me personally, I just, I feel like my day just feels all over the place. I just need it as to keep me grounded and so I like to like, you know, journal and Bible or read my Bible. I like to just pray and just really spend time with them. It's, it's really nice to have slow mornings. Um, and then I try to get like a protein heavy diet. So I try to like make something with, you know, either eggs or um, protein granola or whatever that is. Like I really like to fuel on protein the first thing because going into my workouts, I'm going to need it. And so I have to make sure we're eating, I'm eating enough right before I go. Um, and so after I eat, I go straight to the track and that's usually around 11 a.m., and like I said, I'm there for like, I don't know, like a, for two hours. And so after that, I have to fuel again. And so I have to like get a quick lunch. And so a lot of my day is spent eating. And I know that sounds like really <laughs> that's a lot, but I do have to like make sure I'm eating like snacks and, you know, bars and just things to keep my energy going because I'm working out and pushing my body to its limits a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that totally makes sense. Wow. Two hours at the track. Is that just like straight running or is it like, what does that look like? We actually, so we have a warm up. It's like usually about 45 minutes to an hour. Um, and then we have to, we have stretches, things we, things we do to kind of get our bodies ready. Um, and then we actually go through a, a pretty long, extensive workout. It depends on the day. Like if it's a hurdle session, we're there for almost three hours some days because our coach really wants us to focus on technique and not rush. So we actually take a lot of breaks in between as sprinters. Um, and then other days, if it's like tempo, like distance work, like distance for me, not like miles, but like not long runs. Um, we'll take like shorter breaks. So it's a quicker session. 
So it just depends on the day, but it's, it's quite a bit of time. And so I just get adjusted to it and keep my mind on, you know, I'm going to be here for the certain amount of time throughout the day and not get distracted. I'm just, cause I just don't understand the, like how it all works. So when you go to the Olympics, like, do they pay you at all? What's, what's it concluded or what's covered? Like, how does that work? Cause how do people make money? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so we actually have contracts as athletes. Most athletes who are making money have a contract from a shoe company. So whether that's Nike, Adidas, New Balance, like most athletes get their primary money from that. Um, and we actually have a season outside of the Olympics. So, and that's something most people don't know. We have like the world championships, like we have, you know, different championships for training for every year in between that time. And so when we go to those championships, they will give us bonuses from our contract. Some of those meets will actually pay. So if you place in the top 10, you'll get a certain amount of prize money. Um, and so that's kind of how we make our money. But without outside of those um, championships, we actually have like a full on like European circuit. So I'm going to all the European countries and running in races called Diamond Leagues. And those are like what, you know, those are like the, where the big money, the big money comes from pretty much. Um, so, yeah, we have meets uh, outside of the Olympics. We have like little meets. We have a lot of things that pay us, but primarily it's our shoe con contracts. Dang. Okay. That's really cool. Yeah. I just like literally never even understood how that works. So thanks for answering that. What's some of like the best advice that you've gotten just like along the journey or that coaches have told you or whatever, like that's just kind of sustained you and something that you can kind of just pass on to my listeners. For sure. Um, the, I would say it's the importance of self-belief. Uh, I tend to have a lot of like, I don't know, I lack confidence when it comes to certain things. And so my coaches have really just told me like, you're here for a reason and you wouldn't be here on accident, you know, like you put in the work and now it's just a time, it's time to just really show what you've been kind of doing. And I kind of like to take that into my sessions every day with training and just every meet I go to because it's easy to get distracted and to allow the enemy to get into our brains and be like, ugh, like I'm not even good enough for this. Why am I here? And it's just easy to, to doubt yourself. And so to anybody who's like, you know, feeling discouraged, it's just important to remember if the work was put in and the things you're doing or daily are leading towards your goals, like just trust in that. Like you're doing it for a reason. Things are going to work out whether or not that's like right now or later down the road, like it's going to come together. And I'm just really happy that I continue to like trust in that because there's been days where I've been really, you know, discouraged, but then also I see all those things come to fruition later on and that's what keeps me going. So just to remember that, you know, things will come together when it matters. That's such good advice. I think that's something I've been reading a lot about lately and just in the new year and everything of just the importance of identity and believing in yourself and speaking truth and positivity over yourself. And like, there's this quote, I think that says like, if you think you can't do it, you can't. And so it's like, if you genuinely think like, nope, I don't deserve to be here. I don't, I'm not good enough. It's like, well, that's what your body's going to do, what your body's going to follow. And so, yeah, I think that's so, so important. Just like a good reminder for all of us to just keep remembering to speak life over ourselves because our words have power. Like what we say comes into fruition. So we do need to speak truth over ourselves. That's so good. You have a YouTube channel and I watched it a little bit today. And like you said, you're married and you talk about being in a interracial marriage. Um, have you, so you still live in Arkansas? Is that right? I do. Yeah. So how kind of was that? Like, was that difficult? Did you get any pushback? Do you still get pushback for that? Um, yeah, no, I did. I mean, I get some on like the internet when I talk about it, like people getting, you know, 
feeling ways that they're not, I'm not married to somebody who looks like me. Um, mm. But also for the most part, like at least my family, everybody that we interact with, like in our inner circles are fine with it. But I mean, it's something that we, we both, we don't really care about. Like people might have feelings of the matter, but we both love each other for who we are. Um, it's funny because he, I have so much more in common with him than I do some people who look just like me. So like, oh, it wow. is funny how, like, even though we have different cultures and different ways we were raised because I'm actually Nigerian and, you know, who was born um, American. So like, we're both, you know, different in that regard. But um, yeah, I mean, it's still like, we have so much in common. Like, so that's something that even me, it surprised me when we met, like how much it is, like, it doesn't really matter what you look like. Like, you really can be connecting with somebody based off of like their heart and who they are. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like it just goes to show like, it's that Bible verse of like what may, what God has brought together, let no man pull apart or no man separate. And it obviously seems like the Lord brought y'all together. You have a great marriage and it's like, who are people to say things or to like make comments? It's like, you don't know, it's not your marriage. And like, I don't know, that just feels so like antiquated to me for people to still be mad at that. I'm just like, what? I, yeah, I it makes no it. sense. Like, why are yeah. we still talking about this? <laughs> I, I literally can't fathom it. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I have two more questions for you. Um, what are some things that maybe is like a misconception about you, or things that you wish people knew more about you? I guess I would say just people assuming that me being—I'm not the most like extra. I'm extroverted, but I'm more reserved, and sometimes that's just me you know, like not wanting to say the wrong thing or like, I don't know, just like not wanting to come off in a certain way. I know I need to work on that, but um, sometimes people don't really see the true side of me. And I am very like, I'm not as serious. And maybe I come off on like on TV or on social media. Um, I have a very bubbly side and I'm very like easygoing. And so it's just hard to really portray all that, you know, through, I don't know, it's a text on a social media post or in an interview on TV. So that's something I would say um, just to like, truly show who I am as a person. Um, and that, I mean, some people know that I am a Christian, but like, I don't really know, like, you know, the extent to how much they know about it. So something that I, that's why I like to make it a point to make it something that everybody knows of, about me. So yeah, those are two things I would say. That's awesome. No, the Christian part, I for sure can tell, which is so, so great. Like you definitely don't shy away from it or I could just tell from like the second we started. So you're doing amazing at that. Thank you. So are you. Last question. <laughs> Thank you. Last question is what is something you would tell your younger self? Cause I'm sure your younger self would have never dreamt like, Oh my gosh, I'm in the Olympics. What would you tell your younger self now? That God's plan is always the best plan. Uh, I try to like do my own thing growing up in so many ways, just like not even just with track, but like in my whole life. And every time I find myself like coming back to him, asking him to like direct me. And like when I actually surrender it to him, he just truly gets me to where I want to go. And so trying not to con like control your life and being so like, this is my plan. This is how it has to go. Like this is, you know, like that's something I wish yeah. I told my younger self, because when I try to control it, everything would crumble. And I would find myself just in a, in a rut, really discouraged, like not understanding why things weren't working out, but it was because I wasn't on the same page with him. And so when I actually decided like, okay, let me not try it my way. Let me try it his. That is something like that just transformed my life. Like literally everything trying changes when you actually allow God to work in you. So that would be something is just like, let him direct your paths. If I had just like decided to do my own thing, I would not be Olympian today because I I wasn't thinking big enough and I wasn't thinking that track was for me. 
Um, and even if like, for instance, if I had never gotten hurt, like during that season where I was stressed out and sad, I wouldn't have met my husband because that's when God introduced us. And so truly just like being okay with like, you know what, I don't understand it right now, but I'm trusting God for it. And knowing that he'll come through with something that I now understand, but didn't in the past. And I would tell my younger self for sure. Oh my gosh. That is like the best advice. And I would completely agree with that. It's just like, even though, like, I love that you mentioned like the low points. It's like, you can't see what he's doing in the moment. You're like, why God, why me? And it's like the classic Bible verse. Like you may not know what I'm doing now, but one day you will. And it's so cool to like, look back at journeys or your journey, my journey and be like, oh, like the Lord was directing me every single step of the way. And that's like, it's biblical. And so I think that's such a good lesson is like, hey, don't freak out. Don't panic. Like it's not over. Not everything is ruined. You, there's still a chance for it to be redeemed or restored. Like, don't worry. And I think your story is such a great example of that. I absolutely love that advice. Thanks, Jane. <laughs> well, that is my, those are, those are all my questions for you. Um, thank you for sharing your story. You're awesome. You're inspiring. You're motivating. Cannot wait to see you in the next Olympics and I will be rooting for you, cheering you on. Aww, I and I think it's just going to be cool to like keep up with you on social media and stuff. Yes, you too. And I also want to just give you a shout out. You are like such an inspiration. Like when you, when you had asked to be on this or for me to be on it, I was like super excited. I really love everything about what you do. So I just wanted to like encourage you in a little bit just to know that you really are a light in a lot of people's lives. Thank you. That means so much to me. Genuinely, like it's so easy to, you know, get into this like imposter syndrome of like, no, am I even doing anything? Does this matter? Like, I don't know if you ever felt that way, but totally. when I get the feedback or the encouragement, I'm like, okay, no, like this matters. This is working. So Thank you so much. That's super, super sweet of you. Yeah, you're doing great. Thanks. Well, let my followers know where they can find you. Where can they follow you? Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. I have um, an Instagram. So it's Cindy Ophili. That's my at or my name on it. Um, my YouTube channel. So I am Cindy Sember on there. I should probably update my handle name. Um, <laughs> and then Twitter is also Cindy Ophili. So I'm on three of those platforms, mostly on Instagram and YouTube. But you guys can follow me if you want some inspiration or some workout encouragement on there. <laughs> oh, I need that. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on Happy and Healthy. I'm sure my followers will just be so inspired and they'll definitely go follow you. And thanks for coming on again. I appreciate your time. For sure, girl. It was nice to meet you in person. Well, on video. <laughs> yeah, virtual. It still works, though. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Have a great day, Cindy. All right. You too. Bye. All right, you guys. Thank you for joining me today on today's episode of Happy and Healthy with Cindy Sember. Love the conversation. She is genuinely so just like authentic and real and loved hearing her story. Very, very inspiring. And make sure you guys go follow her and check her out on her Instagram. And whenever she competes again, we can all be cheering her on from the happy and healthy family. So hopefully she feels our love and support whenever that next competition comes around. But yeah, if you guys wanted to check out this episode, it is also posted on YouTube. So make sure you guys go subscribe there. Next week will be a solo episode because we alternate between guests and solo episodes every single month. So make sure you guys stay tuned for another juicy topic from me on Happy and Healthy. And thank you guys for hanging out with me. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. You can hang out with me also on the Happy and Healthy Instagram and my personal Instagram, Janina Mopola, as well as my YouTube channel. I post every Monday on there and my TikTok. All the social medias will be linked down below. So thank you guys for listening. I'll see you guys again next Tuesday for another episode of Happy and Healthy. Until then, stay happy and healthy. Bye, y'all.